welcome back. Um, we're going to cover serial killers Leonard Lake and Charles Ng. Might as well go ahead and put that little advisory could be triggering. These guys are especially, um, these guys are, are real pieces of shit. I don't think we're, they're as bad as Toy Box, but they're pretty bad. Might be worse. Maybe a mental standpoint. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk about um, Leonard Thomas Lake or Leonard Hill first. Um, and then Charles Ng. And then uh, I guess the murders from both points of view or what happened to each one during. On uh, October, uh, he was born on October 29th, 1945. That's Leonard Lake. Um, he also. He was an American serial killer. His only accomplice that's known is Charles Ng. Um, the pair of them raped, tortured, and murdered an estimated 11 to 25 victims. Uh, it was in a remote cab cabin in Calaveras County, California. Um, it's near the Sierra Nevada foothills, about 150 miles east of San Francisco. A lot of the really nasty ones seem to either come out of Ohio or California, don't they? Yeah, Ohio's got his fair share of the nasty ones too, doesn't it? Um, after his arrest in 85, uh, which was on illegal weapons, auto theft, and fraud charges, Lake swallowed cyanide pills that he had sewn into his clothing and died four days later. Human remains, videotapes, and journals found at the cabin later confirmed Ng's involvement and were used to convict Ng of 11 counts of capital murder. So... They didn't even have him on the, the bad shit he did. No, they, um, I think because what he was arrested for and what he did, that's when they went and searched. They were able to find all that stuff and confirm that he was Well, they probably him. wanted to know why you just don't take some cyanide pills for, what was it, theft and weapons Fraud charge? And, yeah. Why Why are you going to, you know, pull a Nazi move and... Um, Blake was born in San Francisco, California. When he was six years old, his parents separated. Um, he and his siblings moved with their maternal grandmother. Reportedly, Lake was very smart, um, but after habitually photographing his sister's nude, um, which his grandmother apparently encouraged, he became obsessed with pornography. What the actual fuck nugget? His grandma's like, yeah, go ahead and take pictures of your sisters while they're naked. It's good to have a hobby, I guess. Grandma posed for some of those, too? I don't know. I don't know. But this will be significant. Well, well yeah. Um, because this is what happened to a lot of the victims. There was a lot of photographing and, and stuff like that. So. so if Granny would have just put a kibosh on that at the beginning, maybe it wouldn't have happened? Yes, correct. Um, he reportedly extorted his sisters to perform sexual acts. On yeah. themselves or him? It didn't say. He also collected mice and killed them by dissolving them in chemicals in the same manner he would later dispose of his human victim cor uh, corpses. So he was testing shit out to see what would work. Correct. So he may have already had these urges and Granny just encouraged said urges. Um, he went to the Marine Corps in 64 served two tour of duties in the Vietnam War as a radar electronics technician. Um, he was diagnosed with schizoid personality disorder after what was termed a delusional breakdown. He, re he, did, he did receive psychotherapy um, in 71 and then a medical discharge. Okay, what's a, what's a schizoid personality disorder? He's got some facets of schizophrenia. But he's also paranoid that he might. So it's combined. Um, the schizophrenia and the paranoia. It's just, it's not full blown schizophrenia. Lake settled in San Jose and enrolled in San Jose State University, but dropped out after one semester upon becoming enamored with the hippie lifestyle in San Francisco. So he moved to commune there and briefly married in 75. The marriage dissolved after his wife discovered that he was making and appearing in amateur pornography movies, usually involving bondage or some sort of sadomasochism. Again, this will come up. 
Um, for the eight years Lake lived at the Greenfield Ranch, um, see, he met and eventually married a Clarion Balaz, uh, nicknamed Cricket. We will just call her Cricket from now on if she shows up more. He became involved, uh, who became involved in Lake's fantasies and appeared in many of his uh, films. Um, Lake's growing fear of impending nuclear holocaust prompted him to begin construction of a bunker on the settlement uh, until the owners of the property became aware of the project and ordered, ordered it to be halted. So he made his own pornos? Yes. And distributed them? Correct. Well, yeah. That's gross. All right, we'll get into Charles Ying a little bit here. Uh, he was born on December 24th, 1960. Great, Christmas Eve, baby. Yeah. He is a convicted Hong Kongese American serial killer who committed numerous crimes in the United States. Um, he is also believed to have raped, tortured, and murdered between 11 and 25 victims with his accomplice, Leonard Lake, at Lake's Cabin in California. Um... After his 1985 arrest and imprisonment in Canada on robbery and weapons charges, followed by a lengthy dispute between Canada and U.S., Ng was extradited to California, tried and convicted of 11 murders. He is currently on death row at San Quentin State Prison. So, Lake couldn't share some cyanide pills? He, he kept all them to himself? Yeah. Um, Ng's early life, he was born in British Hong Kong. Okay. The son of a wealthy Hong Kanoer. What is that? Hong Konger? Executive and his wife. As a child, Ng was harshly disciplined and abused by his father. As a teenager, he was described as a troubled loner and was expelled from several schools. He had fought hard against his family's expectations. After his arrest for shoplifting at age 15, he went uh, at his father's insistence to Bethlehem Grammar School, a boarding school in Nork, North Yorkshire, England. I tried to put those two words together. Not long after arriving, he was again expelled for stealing and other students uh, from other students, and he was returned to Hong Kong. Um, he arrived in the U.S. on a student visa in 1978, and here he studied uh, biology at Notre Dame. College of Notre Dame in Belmont, California. That's not where Notre Dame's at, is it? I'm not sure. Uh, he dropped out after one semester. Soon after, he was involved in a hit-and-run accident, and to avoid prosecution, he enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. I always thought that was weird, where you do something bad, and it's like prisoner of the military. Well, maybe they figured they needed... Like the military will straighten them up? make them more proficient killers. That's, that's what it ended up doing. Um, so he uh, obviously joined the United States Marine Corps. Um, that was in 1979. Um, with the help, he claimed of a recruiting sergeant uh, and false documents attesting to his birthplace as Indiana. So they falsified his records to say he was born in the U.S. and not Hong Kong. Uh, while stationed... And Hawaii, Ng showed signs of anger and resentment and had problems with authority figures. Despite this, he was eventually promoted to Lance Corporal. Seems smart. Seems smart. Let's promote him instead of kicking him out. After less than a year of service, he was arrested by military police for stealing automatic weapons um, from the base armory. Then he's facing a court-martial. He escaped custody in 1980 and made his way back to Northern California where he met Leonard Blake. In 82, federal authorities raided the mobile home they shared, um, seizing a large stash of illegal weapons and explosives. Blake was released on bond, but he jumped bail. That's a big surprise became a fugitive and hid out at a remote cabin owned by Leonard's wife. Uh, that would be Cricket, right? Yeah. In the foothills of the Severa Nevada mountains. Uh, Ng was returned to the Marines' custody and pleaded guilty to theft and desertion charges. Under the terms of his plea deal, he was paroled and dishonorably discharged in 84. 
after serving 18 months in the military stockade uh, at the United States Disciplinary Barracks at Fourth Leavenworth, Texas, or Kansas. So Lake met um, Charles Ng through the war. Well, they were. I don't think they met there. Well, no, it's through a War Gamer uh, magazine advertisement. I guess he had placed it in 1981. Oh, well. And then in 1984, Ng was dishonorably discharged um, after serving time for the theft and desertion. Right. Um, Lake invited him, I guess at that point, to share a cabin near um, Wileysville. And that's where he was renting it from uh, Cricket. Next to the cabin, Lake had built a structure described in his journals as a dungeon. But he was trying to say it was his bunker for the nuclear holocaust that he was for sure was going to happen. He probably had already murdered his brother, Donald, and his friend and best man, uh, Charles Gunner, stealing their money and Gunner's identity. Nice. Right. So he's probably got more murders under his belt. Well, they said they could only pin this on him, but they are suspected of many more. Well, so over the next year, Lake and Ng began a pattern of rape, torture, and murder. Their victims included their neighbors, Lonnie Bond, his girlfriend, Brenda O'Connor, their infant son, Lonnie Jr., and Harvey and Deborah Dubbs, and their young son, Sean. According to the court records, they killed the men and infants immediately, but kept the women alive, raving and torturing them before murdering them or allowing them to die from their own injuries. Um, uh, Other known victims were included relatives and friends who came looking for Bond and O'Connor, two gay men and one of the workmates of Ng. Well, that's nice. Uh, Let's see. After his release from Leavenworth Prison, he, like you said, he rejoined Leonard Lake, who was still living at the cabin. Uh, By that time, though, Lake and Cricket had divorced, but they remained on good terms with each other. Um, And she lived in San Bruno, California, I guess. So that's why he was able to stay in the cabin, because they were Mm friendly-ish, I guess. Um... I'm trying to find so where that, I'm at here. So for that two years, um, you know, they... Basically, Charles Ng got caught, too, because he had a shoplifting yeah. uh, addiction. Some of the stuff that he would say to the victims, or that they would say to the victims, is you can cry and stuff like the rest of them, but it won't do any good. We're pretty cold-hearted, so to speak. Um, and it's reported this is what Charles Ng would mutter... Uh, to his victims. This was caught on a videotape um, it was a, to a 19-year-old mother, Brenda Connor, as she was pleading for her life in a homemade snuff video. Um, and then somewhere off screen, I guess you can hear the baby being killed or that the baby's in some sort of Jesus. distress. Uh, for nearly two years, between 83 and 85, Ng acted as an accomplice, which is, it's kind of, I don't know, you would think he would be the leader. I think of the two, he's the worst. Uh, luring and brutalizing victims from the remote cabin. Uh, before filming, though, um, O'Connor, her husband, and her child would all be killed. Great. And I guess, I guess Charles Ng, I guess Charles Ng from the beginning was very destructive. Um, yeah, that could be because of like his abuse and stuff from his father and everything. As I say, yeah, his father. I guess later, uh, later admitted he, he beat him. <laughs> yeah, he beat places. him. Ng did want to pursue martial arts professionally um, but this didn't go over well with his father no because they had an idea of what they wanted him to do and he didn't want to do that I guess at that point he started to spiral out of control he was expelled from several schools he started a fire in a classroom um, see, I guess he went to a boarding school where that's where his parents had sent him and he was caught stealing from classmates and also shoplifting it's, it seems like there's a pattern here. It's like he's a klepto. He can't help this, the shoplifting. I guess he obtained a student visa and moved to Belfont, California to attend college at Notre Dame. But he uh, lasted just one semester before he dropped out. Um, it was all also around this time that Inga met Lake and a uh, man 15 years his senior through that magazine. Maybe that's why they're trying to say he's that. The sidekick because yeah. he's younger. Um, I guess 
when he enlisted in the Marine, well, he enlisted in the Mar- uh, Marines, but that decision was not uh, was not fated to last either. Um, he was caught uh, stealing. in a raid of weapons. Yeah, he was stealing from the bunker or the uh, storage unit there. Jesus, let's see how this all escalated. It's because nobody stopped him. He just he had anger management issues, and they just let him go. And they're like, "Hey, I think the military is the best place for you." So I guess before Ing even moved into this place where Lake was at, um, Lake had broke broken in the dungeon where he tortured his and killed his own brother and friend. So nice. I guess he I guess he wanted to hone up his skills before he started the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it says here that the FBI estimates that their kidnapping and killing spree started within a month of Ng's release from Leavenworth. Because he was, what, there? Two months, I think? Um, in July of 84, Don Guletti, I think, maybe, possibly, a San Francisco disc jockey and his roommate, uh, Richard Carzaza, were shot by an Asian man who broke into their apartment and robbed them. So, I guess since it's an Asian man, they just assume it's Aang? Yeah. That seems kind of... I'm sure he probably did it, but that seems kind of messed up. Uh, Guletti died in the attack, but Carzaza survived and later identified Charles Aang as his assailant. Soon afterwards, Aang managed to get a job at a Bay Area moving company. How are you going to kill somebody, attack somebody else, and not get, you know, arrested for that? He's going to stay out there and go to work somewhere else? I guess. As stated before, there um, usually any men, boys, or children were killed um, almost immediately so they could move on to the female victims. And Lake, for the most part, filmed almost all of these. Well, of course he did because he liked the, the pornos and the pictures and shit. Now, Ing loved it too. He loved the torture. This is reportedly what he had said to a cellmate. Is that he loved the torture, he loved the pure terror. He wanted to see the terror, he wanted to see them beg to plead. Um, and I guess an unnamed prisoner, um, this is the cellmate, um, that's what he had told them. Um, he can kill you and not even think about it, he could kill you right now, and he has absolutely no conscience. He could kill and go watch a movie and have breakfast 10 minutes later. Could that be because of the child abuse, or is that just something that's probably like born into them that's the whole nature nurture thing isn't it yeah the former cellmate also added that ning said he used pliers to rip off his uh, victim's nipples nice pushed a device attached to a power drill up the vaginas jesus shoved rods in their anuses broke their knuckles with vice grips so for him it wasn't the sex it was just the torture the men also hogtied various women forced them into oral sex and orgies or put put them in leg irons. Um, the confirmed victims included, but we're not limited to their neighbor Lonnie Bond, um, his girlfriend Brenda O'Connor, and their baby son Lonnie Jr. Um, wow. It said, and uh, the duo, the duo's rampage could have went on much longer than it did, but like we said earlier, Ng uh, has that uh, kleptomania. Right. Where he likes to keep stealing shit. On June 2nd, 85, Lake and Ng entered the South City Lumber Store in San Francisco. Um, while there, an employee observed Ng stealing a $75 vice and uh, called the police. When confronted by the employee, Ng tossed the vice into the truck of a 1980 Honda Prelude in the parking lot, then fled on foot. Because... That's how you get away. Kind of fat to be running. <laughs> the police arrived minutes later. An officer looked into the car's trunk and saw the stolen vice along with a 22 caliber pistol equipped with an illegal silencer. Lake exited the store and explained to the officer that there was a misunderstanding and that he had paid for the vice. Lake was arrested for the illegally modified weapon and taken to the uh, San Francisco police station. Uh, the officer noticed that Lake bore no resemblance to the photo on his California driver's license, which showed the name of Robin Scott Stapley. 
a San Diego man who was reported missing by his family several weeks earlier. Whoopsie. Right. When the officer ran a check on the Honda's vehicle identification number, he discovered it was registered to a Paul Conser who had disappeared from San Francisco on November 2nd of 1984 after his leaving his apartment to show the car to someone who was interested in purchasing it. So I guess it was probably them and they decided, hey, we're not going to buy it. We're just going to kill you and take it. Uh, Consnor was reported missing by his sister within days of his disappearance. And when the car's license plate was checked, it showed as belonging, being registered to yet another missing person, Lonnie Bond. Uh, the gun, as it turned out, was registered to Stapley. Hmm. So he's just got like a whole little mixture of everybody there, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Driver's license isn't his, the car's not his, the license plate's not his. While he was in custody, Lake admitted his real identity to the officers and offered to give a statement about the illegal weapon. He also gave police the name of his shoplifting accomplice, Charles Ng. Nice guy. Nice to know the people, the person that you uh, torture and murder with would be that quick to give you up. Right. Well, so this is probably the triggering part. Before we get to the arrest and stuff, I like to give some details on the murders. Um, and I, I, you know, normally I'm, I'm a little bit more joking and stuff, but this, this is kind of terrible. Oh, yeah, you can't joke about that. I don't think we joke too much with the toy box yeah, one either. This is kind of terrible. Um, but it's, you know, part of the thing is, you know, if we're going to do this, we need to give the information that we have. Yeah, and, that we can not find. It. Um, so I guess once they had money and supplies and property, they constructed their murder bunker down to the last detail. And so what they called Project Miranda, um, that's the name that they gave all women because they were very misogynistic. Um, this ought to be sign number one of their value um, in Ying and Lake's eyes. Um, they would select a Miranda and then take her. Lake would pose as a photographer and suggest that they use a remote setting. Of as in this, you know, beautiful in the Sierra Nevadas. Then when they arrived, they would kill everyone with Miranda other than her. So, if a woman is going to hire a photographer for a formal shoot in a mountain location, it isn't likely uh, going to be just her. No, it would be people with her. Right. I mean, you know, if someone said that to you, wouldn't you be like, well, I'm, I'm bringing protection. So, she's going to arrive and want pictures of her and her boyfriend or boyfriend or husband fiance, family, you name it. Um, it was very rare that someone would not accompany these people, which, you know, on a female safety spectrum, that's that's smart. The smartest thing would have been, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, or if you are really a photographer, we could go to a studio. Yeah, or how about I pick the place? Right. So, this means that Ing and Lake had to kill the men, the women, the children. I had to say had to. They probably took enjoyment in it just as much as anything else. Um, it didn't matter. Uh, nothing stood in the way of their fantasies. Um, the whole point was completely break a woman until she essentially became a sex robot. Why is it? What do you hear that? What do we hear that with some of these serial killers? Dahmer, toy box. I mean, they just wanted them to be just mindless. I just think, and just think, if they would have waited a little longer, they could have had their sex robots. I know because they're out now. Because that's a thing now. It is. More power to them. At least you're doing whatever you're doing with a robot. But freak. the thing is, too, I think, is they they wanted the robot, but they still wanted the like actual reactions. That was a thing for um, for Ing, I guess. I don't know. I I think they each got something different out of it. The control definitely, but I think Ing really liked the the terror, so to speak. What else did they do? Well, so their first kill was, you know, of course, someone that, that they love or, you know, that they were close to. Court documents indicated that Lake once um, took an infant of a woman 
put the head between his legs and twisted the baby's body until the neck broke. And Jesus. the baby was all but decapitated. Right. And he did that right in front of her. Um, another document shows that Ning, or Ying cooked an infant in a walk in front of the family. God. There is a special place in hell for these things. You see why I say they're this is they're worse than the toy box. Yeah, they're worse than him. They are way because they worse. did this in front of you before. They killed you. Once they were done with the friends and the family who came with the women. Now this too also is probably a way to set that fear tone. To set that fear tone. To set that fear tone, you know, with the with the with the women. So you're already priming that. Um, then the women came after the friends and the family and all, whoever came with the women, uh, the Mirandas died. Ying and Lakewood then torture and rape the Mirandas for days before ultimately killing them in some way. Um, they took copious notes, so they're documenting everything for the cops. They videoed everything. <laughs> that, is, that is so stupid. Why? Because Toy Box said the same thing. He recorded all of this stuff, made notes... Well, their thing was, um, they did so as a psychotic pseudoscientist who believed that they were perfecting their craft. Really, they were just fucking super So they thought that by writing this stuff down, they could see what worked. So when they got their perfect subject, they already knew how to break her and break her to the point where she doesn't break entirely. Yeah, and they they loved loved the, the experimenting. Jesus. They, they reveled in it. They loved it. And this went on for about a year uh, with police catching not even a whiff or anything of what was going on. Lake and his wife would even film pornos of themselves role-playing um, his work with the Mirandas and would give people in their swingers group these porns. Uh, no one suspected a thing. Ing was stealing supplies at hardware stores, so he's not even buying the stuff to... Make uh, the torture devices. Yeah. Um, but his reaction, beating the the loss prevention officer half to death, caused the little shoplifting case to become much more serious. So, uh, Ying immediately snitched on Snake uh, Lake in an attempt to avoid being culpable to the crimes. Um, he claimed Lake did it all alone. Too bad about all them journals and videos, though, eh? That he was there and a part of. They, and like you said, they were arrested pretty quick. Um, they found barrels buried with all the journals and videos. No signs of any actual murders had taken place. Um, well, there wouldn't be because Lake had already perfected how to get rid of bodies. One of the canines actually walked up with a human spine in its mouth. Obviously, he didn't perfect it that well. They found the 11 bodies and 40 pounds worth of ash and bone dust. How hard do you think it was you know, to get that bone away from that dog? I don't know. They, could, they know at least 25 people died at that bunker. At the least, yeah. But they, I think uh, Ng was only convicted of 11. <sighs> God. I just, I don't understand why they have to make the videos of it. It just, it makes no sense. You're just asking. Well... Um, while Lake was with the officers, you know, after they found out he was like five different people, um, he asked for a pencil, a piece of paper, and a glass of water. Um, then they left him alone in an interrogation room. Uh, Lake then wrote a letter to his ex-wife, and then he swallowed a cyanide capsule he had hidden in his jacket. So he knew... At well, some they, point. Well, he was. Remember, he had paranoid delusions, schizoid type stuff. So he had and, that and a lot there. of it. And a lot of it was the government was after him. So he's gonna make sure they don't get him. So he they can't tell him what he knows. So yeah. So he can't divulge any information. He was treating it almost like he was a spy. So he's torturing these women for the government. I yeah, see. they make the cyanide tooths. Yeah, that's what they did in. Uh, Nazi Germany, wasn't it? That they all had a cyanide tooth, and when they were caught, to pop it out and mm-hmm. bite into it. So I guess when authorities searched the property, they discovered a false wall behind a six and a half by three and a half foot room with only a bucket and toilet paper inside. Well, at least they gave him a bucket. The room was lined with a one-way mirror, so someone could 
see from the outside, but from the inside you couldn't see out. And there was a list of rules. Um, I can't really... I must always be ready to service my master. Jesus. I must be clean, brushed, and made up with my... Um, made up with my cell meat. Okay, here's here's the thing. If what, What's cell meat? I must never... Cell neat. The oh, cell must yeah. be neat. Oh, with my cell neat. Neat. As I, in tidy. I'm reading it's very blurry. It's very tight. Yeah. Anyway. But my question is, how are they supposed to be clean if they're living underground and all you give them is a bucket to pee and poop in? I don't know. That's going to be stinky. I must never speak unless spoken to. That's another thing with them, too. Unless in bed, I must never look my master in the eye, but must keep my eyes downcast. I must never show my disrespect either verbally or silent I must never cross my arms or legs in front of my body or clench my fist unless eating um, must always keep my my arms lifted or something like that so you can see their hands I must be obedient consistently and in all things I must obey immediately and without question or um, argument I guess Um, I must always be quiet when locked in my cell they better hope they never get a hold of a Karen I think a whole lot of people would fail in this environment I'm telling you what that happens to me you're gonna kill me quick because I ain't doing any of that shit I'm gonna make him kill me quick Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. Pop in with everything you find. Um, The police, after, you know, he took that pill, uh, the police believed that he was having a heart attack or a seizure, so they called for an ambulance. At that point, you don't know what he did, but I think if they did, they'd be like, yeah, all right. Hmm. We'll just go ahead and let him die. Uh, Lake was then rushed to a nearby hospital and was found to be brain dead and placed on a life support system. So even your cyanide pill didn't kill you. No. On June 6th, uh, doctors removed Lake from his life support system and he was pronounced dead. Upon further examination of the Honda Prelude, investigators found a bullet hole in the car's roof along with blood splatter a stun gun, and several unspent bullets. Under the passenger seat, Jesus Christ, under the passenger seat was a utility bill in the name of Flake's ex-wife, Cricket, with the cabin's address on it. You ain't gonna keep that at the house? You're gonna leave it in the car as, you know, a pirate's map with a big fat red X on it? Uh, on, the mo- on the morning of Tuesday, June 4th, two San Francisco police detectives accompanied um, the local county sheriff's investigators to the cabin. Uh, Cricket vo- had voluntarily allowed them to search the property because she had no idea what was going on. She just thought these porno tapes they were making was fun role play. Hmm. She had no idea. Or she pretended to not have an idea. I don't know if you, you... You have to have some kind of idea, I would think. Right. Uh, upon entering the cabin, they discovered video equipment in one of the bedrooms, as well as bed with holes drilled um, into the post, as if it were used to tie up and restrain someone to the bed. Uh, uh, serial numbers on the video equipment indicated it belonged to Harvey Dubbs, who had vanished from his San Francisco apartment along with his wife Deborah and their infant son Sean in uh, July of 84. These motherfuckers are the cheapest bastards. They really are. They steal everything. You're gonna you're gonna embark on this enterprise and you're gonna do everything possible to get caught. Just buy the shit. If you buy the shit, you know who you call shoplifting. Well, maybe they didn't have the money. I mean, I guess one of their beliefs was is they believed a nuclear holocaust was near. And that they needed these sex slaves to repopulate the earth. Then why'd they keep killing them? 
Well, 83 was the year Operation Miranda started, and it was also the year that it was abandoned. Um, <laughs> it was meant to provide a physical setting for sexual fantasies, provide physical security um, for you know them and their possessions, and provide limited protection from a nuclear fallout. However, the murders, uh, they, they, they got too involved. They wanted to keep murdering as opposed to keep so they were having too much fun killing the bitches instead of keeping them yeah yeah well they probably found out too it takes a lot of work to keep somebody when you gotta have a means to feed them you gotta have they did not have the underground cage system like they had in kiss the girls yeah, no, no, this was just, and if you think about how big the bunker was, six and a half by three and a half. It's not very big. Six and a half by three and a half. That's barely room. I mean, the average. That's probably the size of our bathroom, maybe. 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 No, it's smaller than our bathroom. So it'd be half of our bathroom. Just about, yeah. That's barely room to throw. You, you can't even spend a cat in that room. They were, I guess, also um, inspired by The Collector. It was a novel by John Falls. It tells the story of a woman named Miranda. There it is. Who was kidnapped and enslaved by a sexual psychopath. And I guess that they were big fans of this novel. Is that the, is that the movie? Is that what that movie was based off of? Or is that something completely different? Something completely different. But they did some horrible shit and they were brought down by shoplifting. Yeah, that's what got them. That's what got him. Not the murders, not the torture, or the kidnapping. It was the shoplifting that started it off. That's why it said they could have gotten away with this and had such a higher body count if they could have stopped stealing. Like, if it's Lake and he knows that Ying still shit, don't take Ying to the store with you. Go buy what you need. And you think he'd be like, Ying, you're fucking this up. Fucking it up. Stop. You are not allowed to go to the store. I'm putting that on the rules. Or list. You, go go to a Dollar Tree and steal you a piece of candy for Christ's sake. Don't steal the stuff we need to and get us caught. Right. Um. Let's see. While they were there investigating the cabin, they also found vehicles belonging to Lonnie Bond and Scott Stapley parked on the property. Bond, as it turned out, rented a house just 50 yards from the cabin uh, with his girlfriend, Brenda O'Connor, and their infant son, Lonnie Bond Jr. So that's... Jesus, that's two families right there that they wiped out. They had to have wiped out those families. Uh, Stapley, who was a friend of Bond's, had also been staying at the house. Detectives found the house empty and that their rent had not been paid for several months. According to a friend of Brenda's, Lake had invited Lonnie and Brenda to come over and watch pornographic videotapes with him and that they refused and Brenda became fearful of Lake. How are you going to just say, hey, let's go watch some porn together? Did you get to the part where the license plate on Lake's vehicles re- was registered to him, but the vehicle was re- itself was registered to a Paul Costner? I think so, because yeah, because he had his ID was somebody else's, the car was somebody else's, the license plate was somebody else's, and the gun in the car was also somebody else's. That had the silencer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why he, that gun was why he was sitting in jail or in the you know in the in the interrogation room um when he took that pill like because he had proof that he paid for that vice two bodies later identified as bond and stately have been gagged and executed by gunshot to the head police also found a hand-drawn treasure map a treasure map i'm not laughing about the murders you're laughing about the fact that they it's drew a, a treasure, treasure map, map to the five gallon bucket like, well, the the five-gallon bucket was where they kept the notes and the I, videos, I, I, right? I, I get it. But you can't remember where you buried that shit? You just handed Well, them. you said he's got mental issues. Maybe he couldn't. Holy fuck. <laughs> so, and it's a treasure map because that's their booty. Yeah, I guess. One um, 
contain an assortment of ID, papers, and personal possessions. Here's all the people that we killed. Suggest- they did all the cops' work for them. Like, the cops didn't have to investigate much. shit. It's all here. They did you better tell me what I want to know. You're going to go down for stealing that fucking candy bar. They, you better tell they, me what I want to know. They wrote down notes. I can see how it went. Hand me that water. I can, I can see how it went. It went like, um, so you stole this payday, Mr. Ink. Uh, you better tell us what we want to know. <laughs> What's just, this treasure map shit? It's just ridiculous. They did everything. They wrote notes. They took videos. Apparently, they kept everybody's shit. They did. That was their trophies, yeah. And then they used everybody's stuff. The two videotapes documenting the torture of Brenda O'Connor and Deborah Dubbs. Um, In one of the tapes, uh, I guess that's what was found. Ng is seeing telling O'Connor, you can't cry and stuff like the rest of them, but you can cry and stuff like the rest of them, but it won't do any good. We're pretty cold-hearted, so to speak. Um, and the other dubs is shown being assaulted to so severely that she could not have survived the assault. Uh, We're gonna let you off on that payday charge. Well, <laughs> y- well yeah. yeah. I'm just. But, <laughs> you know, I'm we're not, not gonna. I am not laughing at the murders. These people are so. These, aside from being just horrible, horrible people and not even human in my opinion they're dumb they're so dumb but yet come when it comes down to it they're gonna be like you know what we'll go ahead and let the theft go it looks like cricket turned on so i well, guess of course she did she cooperated with investigators and received legal immunity from prosecution and big surprise she knew about it she turned over weapons materials to authorities that were extremely incriminating during the investigation. Uh, she was called a key witness in Ng's trial in 99. Um, and yet, Ng's lawyer, William Keeley, dismissed Cricket without asking any questions. Wait a minute. We have no, que- I have no rebuttal. He was arrested in 85 and didn't stand trial for this shit until 99. Mm-hmm. So, he was arrested when I was five years old. And then didn't go to trial until I graduated high school. I guess. That seems kind of messed up. So, I guess all of the things lawyer did well, what was read sections of her immunity agreement. Cricket was expected to shed light on what had happened inside the, the cabin that her parents owned, but she didn't have to, apparently. Um, Ng was captured in Calgary, Alberta, and eventually extradited to California, where he was indicted on 12 counts of first-degree murder and a count of shoplifting a payday. Kidding. It was just all the murder stuff. Well, yeah, because um, you're like, like, the payday right. took you down. But payday, the murders... A fucking payday took you down. The murders um, are what's going to keep you down. I'm not sure if it was a payday. I'm just, it was a vice. That's what... Well, was, no, yeah. he actually got arrested in Alberta for stealing again. So, yeah, that's how they caught him. Yeah. Despite the video evidence and the detailed information in Lake's diaries... Ng maintained that he was merely an observer, and Lake planned and committed all of the kidnaps, rapes, and murders unassisted. I believe that he was probably the ringleader, but after Ng got a taste of it, then he was an active participant. Oh, yeah, he was in there torturing and shit. He was convicted of 11 of the 12 homicides. Um, Jurors deadlocked on the 12th charge, but Ng was sentenced to death. The uh, judge noted that Ng was not under any duress, nor does the evidence support that he was under domination of Leonard Lake. And if his lawyer tries to say that, the prosecution can go, well, let's just pop in a tape and see. And it says Ng still waits on death row in San Quentin. Which is disgusting. So while they were combing through all the evidence these two left for him, because, you know, it was all there. Uh, They found the cinder block bunker. So it was just cinder blocks. That's all it was. Mm, Yeah. Uh, That had been constructed by Lake. And then, like you had said, in his teenage years, Lake had read the uh, 1963 John Fowles novel called The Collector, which is the story of a young man who captures a young woman, makes her her his slave, and hopes she will eventually fall in love with him because that's how you do it. That's how you get a girl to love you. Kidnap him, torture him, 
rape them. That's the, that's the right way to a girl's heart. Yeah. And of course, you know, he was fascinated with this novel. And that's kind of how the platform, like you said, was Operation Miranda was started. Because I wondered where the Miranda thing came from. I'm like, did um, did he get his heart broke by somebody named Miranda? And after that, all girls to be tortured were Miranda. Because he was getting back at her. Um, there was... Uh, along with the book in the bunker, they found tools, handcuffs, women's clothing, and makeup. Posted on a wall was the list of rules that you read uh, that the female captives were to follow. Along with pictures of 21 women, some of them nude. Behind one wall was uh, equipped with a hidden door was the tiny windowless cell that had a small mattress and the bucket. Uh, which was obviously used as a toilet. Um, you know, what's even more gross is that they were going to make a movie of this. I'm not surprised. That's pretty fucking gross. Um, investigators believe that the women had been held in the cell as, the, you know, the prisoners. They were, that's where they were left. It was all set up for them. Um, that's disgusting. I guess... Uh, Leonard Lake was seen saying on one of the videos, what I want is an off-the-shelf sex partner. There's no way around it. What the fuck is an off-the-shelf sex partner? When I want it. Can't you go... Now, I'm sorry. In the 80s, weren't there sex clubs yet? I'm sure there was. There's bondage sex clubs everywhere. Probably not where we're at, but... They have to be somewhere. Well, and let's let's just put this out here, too. There's nothing wrong with being in... There's the, not. There's but really find not. somebody else that's into the same thing. Correct. There's nothing wrong with couples videotaping them. I mean, that's that's fine. That's not the problem here. The problem the here problem is, is you took people who were unwilling. Exactly. You tortured them. You killed their babies. You killed their family. No matter what your kink is, odds are... There's somebody out there with the same kink. You just got to know where to look. And, that, and again, that, that's as long as you're not hurting anybody. That's the key. No hurty anybody. That doesn't want to have a little bit of hurt. I'm talking. You know, that's why I said if you, you there's going to be somebody out there with the same kink, same kink as yours, no matter what it is, no matter how out there you think it is, somebody out there is going to have the same thing thinking nobody else is like that and you just gotta find each other cause then you can do whatever you want to each other because you're both agreeing to it no matter what it is you've both agreed to it so it doesn't matter you know the, these guys are actually more alike than what you would think I mean they both were kicked out of the marines yeah but one had an honorable discharge one had a dishonorable so Lake was probably, in all seriousness, pulling a pension from the military because of his medical discharge. So he was getting money from the government. Hmm. Uh, they um, found the uh, makeshift burial site pretty close to the cabin. Because I can't imagine they're going to put too much work into hiding stuff because so far they haven't. Uh, the police unearthed. Did you say they found the forty-five pounds yeah. of burnt uh, bones? Yeah. And reading this too, that 40... there's a question that Lake actually intended for uh, Ing to be one of his next victims. Well, yeah, because he kept stealing shit. He was the liability. But then he saw the same type of tendencies that he had, and he thought partner. Because they're both brutal, yeah, easier to control. So that 45 pounds of burned and crushed human bone fragments came out to be a minimum of 11 bodies. Yep, minimum. Just a minimum of 11 bodies. And then here's your uh, treasure map. I just found that. leading the, the treasure map led them to two buried five-gallon buckets. One of which contained envelopes with the names of victims, the identification, suggesting that the total number of victims may have been as high as 25. And another bucket were Lake's handwritten journals for the years 83 and 84. 
and two videotapes documenting the torture of two of their victims. On one of the tapes labeled M Ladies, Charles Ng is seen telling victim Brenda O'Connor as he cuts cuts her shirt off with a knife, this is what you said, "Uh, you can cry and stuff like the rest of them, but it won't do any good. We are pretty cold-hearted, so to speak. In another part of the tape, Kathy Allen is seen seated in a chair with Leonard Blake warning her, if you don't go along with us, we'll probably take you into the bed, tie you down, rape you, shoot you, and bury you. In the other, Deborah Dubbs is shown being assaulted so severely that she could not have survived. The sex captives were aged anywhere between 12 and 20-something. 12. I'm not surprised. Fucking nice. Only six of the women featured in these home movies were later found alive. See, that's the difference between... Fifteen of them remain missing. That, that's, that's the difference between these guys and Toy Box. I mean, Toy Box is fucked up. Don't get me wrong. But they were able to find almost everybody on those tapes, weren't they? Mm-hmm. So he didn't kill... He fucked with them. They're probably messed up for the rest of their lives. But he let all them go. You still left the evidence. And these guys, I mean, what, they just, I don't understand why you're going to do all this sick shit. And you're going to leave evidence of it. You're just leaving it everywhere. Okay, while Lake is dead now, and they found the cabin, went through the cabin... Charles Ng was on the run. So after fleeing the lumberyard on foot, he arrived at uh, Balazi's residence and to- oh, that would have been Cricket's. He arrived, wow, he arrived at Cricket's residence and told her that he had to leave town immediately. Chief, you're going to go upstairs. He's looking at me like, I didn't do anything. That's a, that's a you, buddy. So, um, Cricket drove Ng to the San Francisco International Airport where he boarded a flight bound for Chicago using the alias Mike Kimto. A friend of Ng's drove him from Chicago to Detroit, to Detroit and then he crossed the border into Canada where authorities were aware that yep. Ng's sister lived. Yep. This is confirmed. He's pooping. Walk it out. Walk it out. That's why you shit your pants over Okay, you know what? The people listening to the podcast don't need to know that. Okay. So you just made me miss where I was at because you had to tell me what the dog was doing. He eventually arrived in Calgary, Alberta. He lived undetected in a lean-to in Fish Creek Park. Lean-to will do it. Right. Uh, Until his, guess is what, his kleptomania got him in trouble yet again. On July 6, 1985, he was arrested by the Calgary Police Service after shooting security guard... Sean Doyle in the hand while uh, resisting arrest for stealing... Oh, wait. Hey. It wasn't a payday. What was it? It was a can of salmon from the Hudson's Bay Department store. Well, he was living in a lean-to. He probably stole the can of salmon because he was hungry. He was hungry. He was charged in December of 1985, was subsequently convicted of shoplifting, assault with a weapon, and possession of a concealed firearm, and was sentenced to four and a half years in prison. After serving his sentence there, he remained incarcerated pending an extraction request from California authorities. Ng fought a protracted legal battle against extract, extradition on the grounds that Canada, which does not have the death penalty, would be violating the Canadian uh, Charter of Rights and Freedoms by permitting him to stand trial in California for capital murder. A habeas corpus petition and, and an appeal to the Alberta Court of Appeal were both denied. And on September 26, 1991, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled by a vote of 4-3 to three against him. So that's why his trial took so long. Because he served time in Canada 
and fought the going to from Canada to California. So that's why. So he wasn't actually sitting there for that long. He was serving time somewhere else. Uh, Ng was put on an airplane and extra- uh, yep, extracted back to California within less... Extradition. Yes, that too. Extradited. Back to California within uh, less than an hour after the ruling. So they're like, we're done with your ass. Get out of here. So the murder trial, because Lake was a bitch and killed himself so he didn't have to face all this. It was in, uh, let's see, he was indicted on 12 counts of first degree murder. After a change of venue to Orange Cannel, Orange Cannel, Orange County, he initiated a protected series of pretrial motions. He sued the state over his temporary detainment in Folsom Prison, where he was caught hiding maps, fake IDs, and other escape paraphernalia. <laughs> filed, Jesus Christ, he's so stupid and filed challenges against four of the judges assigned to his case. He lodged a long series of complaints regarding the strength of the eyeglasses, the temperature of his food, and his right to practice origami in his jail cell. Bitch, you're in jail because you did some bad shit. You don't get to have fun. But he stole all of that stuff to do origami. He probably did. He probably stole, like, prisoner's papers and shit. He's like, I'm going to turn this into a swan, a crane, a dragon, a butterfly. Uh, Then he went through a total of ten attorneys, some of whom ended up defending him a second time. He also filed a malpractice suit against several of the attorneys, citing incompetent representation. Really? Oh, the evidence is pretty damning, Mr. Ng. Maybe we should take that uh, plea bargain. Uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and take whatever they're offering because you left all the evidence a person could ask for. Seems like you're pretty incompetent. After claiming he had lost trust and confidence in all his lawyers, he was allowed to represent himself, which delayed the trial yet another year while he researched applicable laws. So that explains why it took so long. His trial finally began in October of 1998, seven years after he got there from Canada. So he's been sitting in jail this entire seven years dicking around. It's because we let him dick around. I mean, I saw you see me see you see you on the tape. Right. So how are you going to say, that's not me. Unless there's some other awkward, short, fat Asian man. like That looks and sounds just like you. I mean, uh, that's you. So what, what is there to dick around about? I don't understand that. It's clearly you. Clearly you assaulted that. At least I could prove you assaulted at least one person that died. Because that's you doing it right there. And you talking to her. Right. So, Saying you can cry all you want to, right. don't care. I think we're just going to put a bullet in your head, Mr. That's what I think what, I mean, what, are, what, are we, what are we defending against? Right. I mean, you, you, you did it. You're a piece of shit. You're going down. So, like you stated earlier, uh, Lake's wife, Cricket, cooperated with investigations, uh, investigators and received legal immunity from prosecution, which I think is fucked up. She had to know. She had to know. Because you go out to the cabin, hey... Why is all these cars here? Mm-hmm. These cars, who are they? That car looks like our neighbor's. What's her car doing here? You, you ain't got no questions? Thank you. The, the role-playing pornos. Well, where'd you get these ideas? Well, that, I don't think you could, because I mean, like I said, I mean, that could come from anywhere, but it does mirror the murders a bit. Yeah. Uh, court records stated that uh, Cricket turned over weapons and other materials to authorities during the investigation. Cricket was called as a key witness in Ng's trial in 99. Like you said, Ng's lawyer, William Kelly, in a surprise move, dismissed her without asking any questions. Uh, Kelly. Oh, my Lord. Hades, you're killing me, man. You just messed me up. 
Uh, Kelly later declined, declined to explain his actions. Cricket was on the witness stand for a few minutes as Kelly read sections of her immunity agreement. Uh, Cricket was expected to shed light. Well, you already said that. On the, How would she shed light in the cabin, you know, to what happened in the cabin if she wasn't there? If she didn't know anything, how was she going to shed light on any of it? What? I'm having technical difficulties over here. Give me just a minute. Hades just completely messed up everything. Here we go. Uh, and it was her parents' cabin that all this happened in. So you know her parents were like, I'm going to kill you. Why, why are you going to let all this crap happen in our cabin? This, this ain't right. We said you could stay in it, not kill people in it. Right. Uh, despite the video evidence and information in uh, Lake's voluminous diaries, Ng maintained that he was merely an observer and that Lake planned and committed all the kidnappings, rapes, and murders unassisted. So that's not really me on that video. It's somebody dressed up to look like me. He further maintained that he was dependent upon Lake for direction that the abuse he suffered at the hands of his father was a mitigating factor and that his good behavior behind bars showed that he should be in prison for life rather than executed. Whatever. So a psychologist or psychiatrist, I'm sorry, testified that Ng had uh, dependent personality disorder but admitted under cross-examination that he had not viewed the tapes that showed Ng participating in the crimes. Clinical psychologists uh, agreed with the diagnosis of dependent personality disorder and obtained that Ng's behavior in the tapes indicated he was attempting to mirror and please Lake. Four prison guards, two sheriff deputies, and a prison library employee and a prison counselor all testified that he's a model prisoner. So what? Okay. Four former Marines who had known him while he was serving in the Marine Corps testified that he was quiet and well-behaved. Well, how do you explain the tapes? His parents both testified about his troubled childhood and expressed remorse for their son's actions. I bet. They're like, yeah, I'm not even going to try. Because <laughs> clearly, that's our son. Uh, he insisted on taking the stand in his own defense, which is never smart. No which allowed prosecutors to introduce additional evidence that helped define Ng's role in all aspects of the crimes. One significant item was a photo of Ng in his prison cell with cartoons he had sketched of his victims hanging on the wall behind him. That's neat. We don't have enough evidence with the uh, oh, barrels. Jesus. Evidence and personal belongings of the victims and your statements and admissions. Can you draw some pictures? Let's, let's draw it. To go it along your... with the treasure map that you drew? Right. Uh, one of the key witnesses against him never testified. Uh, while in prison in Canada for the 85 shoplifting and assault case, Ning Ng had allegedly confessed to fellow inmate that he had killed the victims. Uh, but that guy had died in an auto uh, uh, car accident on May 19th of 98 before he could testify. So that then becomes hearsay, right? Or does it become true because he died before he could testify? I don't know. Probably hearsay. At one point during the trial, he had somehow managed to obtain the phone number of one of the jurors and contacted the juror at home in an unsuccessful attempt to cause a mistrial. How the hell did they get that phone number? In February of 99, he was finally convicted of 11 of the 12 homicides, six men, three women, and two male infants. Jurors found him not guilty on the 12th charge. Uh, the murder of Paul Costner, despite the fact that Lake and Ng had driven his car for seven months prior to him going missing in, uh, 90, in November of 84, and his driver's license had been found at the property. 
he was sentenced to death and the presiding judge rejected uh, a motion to reduce the jury's verdict to life imprisonment. He said Mr. Ng was not under any duress. Uh, he said, nor does the evidence support that he was under the domination of Leonard Lake. Uh, the, his prosecution cost the state of California approximately $20 million. At the time, it was the most expensive trial in the state's history. And as of 2019, he still remains on death row. And get this, you're on death row. But they ain't executed anybody. Since 2006. Seems like an empty threat. So it's life imprisonment. Why say we're going to put you on death row if they haven't executed anybody since 2006? Why have the death penalty if you're just going to not use it? Mm -hmm. See, I liked how they were going to do it in that documentary we watched the other day. They built the damn scaffolding outside his cell. You see what's going to happen, and we're going to do this. The devil next door. That's how we need to do it. You're found guilty? Well, let's build the scaffolding, and you're going to hang it. Yeah, you get to hear it being built. That's for you. That's how it should be done. I don't think... I'm sorry, but I don't understand why these piece of shits that kill all these people get more rights than the people they killed. Well, I think they should have tore his nipples off with pliers and broke his knuckles and done all the weird... Shoved a drill up his pee-pee hole and see how he liked it. That's yeah. just, it's disgusting. Do you want to announce the contest winner? I can try. <laughs> we, we've been debating on how to pronounce the name. How'd you say it? Shaira? Is that how we decided I to do think it? We, that was the consensus. Yeah, and uh, we notified her already that she won the contest and she picked out her what she wanted. Um, and I'll be making it and sending it out to her. Um, <clears throat> we'll probably run another contest in a month or so. This time it'll be for, I don't know, a bigger item maybe? Yeah, or maybe some of uh, you know, our merch. If we can get to that, yeah. Yeah, because the pandemic's been coming out. Yeah. So, but stay tuned for it because we'll, we'll be putting out details about it. So. And we are probably going to do all of her suggestions because they were actually pretty good ones. Yeah, actually, I, I think that's a good idea. We still got to sit down and talk about it, but for sure, um, I know of at least two. Yeah, two of them. The third one I'm going to do, but that one might take us a little bit to do because it's a good suggestion um it's sad that our youngest kid knows more about this one than we do mm-hmm. uh but we'll look into it and i don't know what we're gonna do next no Be don't surprised. know the, the cult seems to be pretty popular on there right now so we might do another cult one i don't know that we can trump the uh fucked upness that was the nexium one though yeah i know uh, that was a good one to start with. I just don't know if we can trump that one. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.